0: Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery. Based out of New York, the Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. That's one 5 f Go to thegallery.com, that's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. Hey, man. This is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast, and you're checking out the Profile Pod with Andy. Welcome to Profile Pod TV. I'm your host, Andy Anatomical, aka Double K, Double K, Double A. <laughs> double a. Um. How, how's everybody doing out there today? I got a special, special guest in store for today's episode. Um, really excited about uh, our guest. Uh, before we get to our guest, though, uh, I want to say, um, I'm, I'm uh, just kind of still riding high from. From uh, last night's episode with with uh, Mega Man and Chris from Kickback Podcast, had a lot of fun last night. So uh, if you haven't seen that episode, catch it on YouTube. You can see it in its entirety. Um, are, the link is also in my bio on Instagram at Profile TV or at Nineties Galore. So check that out, man. You, you want you if you want to be entertained, if you want to see a good podcast, if you want to see some, if you want to laugh, then check out that episode on YouTube. Profile Pod TV. Uh, so big shout out to those guys and also everybody who tuned in last night. Big shout out to you. Uh, almost a three-hour episode. So that was uh we were making podcasting history last night and here on Profile Pod TV. So uh, check that out, man. And um, so I want to continue to collaborate with those guys and uh and continue to move forward. So thanks again to everybody from, from last night's special event. Uh really, really excited about that one so i'm just uh, uh pleased to be to be a part of it i'm glad it was here on profile pod tv so uh don't forget to follow us on instagram follow us at profile pod tv again and 90s galore uh apple podcast write us a review rate and review the five stars all that good stuff man you guys know the drill right we always we um you know we sound like broke records but hey you know what it's important you can't have a, a a show without an audience you know and i'm grateful that we have an audience i'm grateful for all the listeners and viewers so thank you um and thank you once again for tuning in today today for our our, our episode and uh, to this is uh you know to wherever you're tuning in from you know obviously this is not a live episode but uh we typically go live but due to the uh time zone differences we 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 had to um schedule different we just had to do it differently this time, so which is not a no big deal, no big deal. Uh, we're still gonna have a great episode. We're gonna have a lot of fun today, and uh, we're gonna feature our our guest. So, and if you want to be a part of this show, if you want to come on and be profiled, let us profile you. Let us, uh, you know, let's get you some more exposure. Let's let's see, let's showcase you. This is the show about you. Show about the guest. This is all about the guest. You know, where we interview our guests, we talk about their experiences, we talk about their skills, their talents, whatever they're whatever they're doing. You know, wh- whether it's a podcast, whether it's a small business, you know, whether they're an actor, musician, producers. Um, you know, we want people who are inspiring, who are motivating, and who are captivating. Bottom line, okay. Uh, I just noticed I have my. Uh, I hope you like my. Um, what is that? The, uh, frozen, my frozen portrait portrait <laughs> on, my, on my shoulder here. So I, I drew that. I have to, I painted that by the way. No, anyways. So let's get to our show. Uh, so we have our guest hailing out of London, England in the UK. Uh, this gentleman has done a lot, a lot of impressive work. He's uh, he's basically, uh, he, he's a man of Master of all many talents. He um, is a filmmaker, a musician, a music producer, and uh, he also holds down a a full time job. Uh, Again, I can't say how impressed I am with this gentleman. I'm really glad he's here to talk about his story, to uh, talk about his career and all of these facets. Um, So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Mr. John Whitaker. Hello, John. Good. Welcome, welcome <laughs>
1: John. How are you? That was a nice entrance, thank you.
0: Oh, of course. That's build
1: up. What's that? No, did that lovely build up. Thank you.
0: Oh, of I feel, course. I feel like it's
1: something special now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are, you are, John. Uh, no, thank you for being here, John. How's everything out in the uh, London today? How's the London fog treating
1: you today? Well, we got we got we have sun today. So- Sun and blue sky. That's a oh, good n- Nice. That's funny
0: because I'm here in Southern
1: California, and
0: we have nothing but uh, where I'm at, uh, greater Los Angeles area. We're uh, gray skies. So we can't. We switched today. <laughs> we switched.
1: Well, you know, it's a funny old year, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but, yeah, hey, John, I, I'm excited to have you here. I, you've done so much work um, that I, I, I would um, – just die to be a part of. Um, you've been, you've done music. You're a musician, uh, music producer, filmmaker. Uh, you've shot videos. You've done so much that I admire, and uh, I've I've always been a huge fan of the arts, John. Uh, right off the bat, John. I, I, typically, what I'd like to do, John, is I do like a chronological approach where I, I interview the guest and we we kind of start from his from his or her past and we build it up you know going you know in, in chronological order but you know what i I, I want to get right to um I'm gonna kind of break that mold a little bit here with you because I, I'm so curious about hammer blows <laughs> and, and uh I, that is such a, a an interesting video the music is amazing I uh it just it just grabbed me that one grabbed me John um so talk to, talk to us a little bit about hammer blows uh, when did you do this project what, what was the inspiration for
1: it? right right (laughs) there is a story so so well done on picking on that um (laughs) for several years uh one of my full-time jobs uh it was a very negative job the the job itself was straightforward very easy Uh, but some people have classified the environment as toxic uh i worked there for eight and a half years i worked night shift and I don't know, one particular morning I come home and I was just I was just full of negativity. <laughs> I just had enough. Uh-huh. It was just I should have just gone to bed, but I didn't. This is, this is quite interesting because in theory the negative become positive because literally speaking, I come home, I started composing hammer blows because of that negativity. Composing what, I'm sorry? Sorry? You were start. You started composing. What was that? Hammer blows. That, oh, okay. Morning. I I'd, I'd, I'd come home from work. Gotcha. Most negative of nights. Should have gone to bed, but didn't.
0: <laughs> I just oh. had this.
1: I had this stuff to get out of me. So it's quite interesting you saying that because 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 in some ways I don't think I've ever bettered the track, and I know it got picked up a lot, and I know the video did well. Um experienced enough such a negative noise either <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so I I could see all right so because hammer blows man it's a it's an aggressive it's aggressive right it's an aggressive song I I, I gather uh, from what I and uh, so it makes sense that you you came home you were upset it sounds like you were, you were things were just kind of, was was it kind of a bad day that you had or something on your mind uh, something you were going through
1: mm. Well, it was it was work. It was just it was just oh. I was treated. It was it was the um, it was the after effect of that. Uh, you know, some some mornings I'd be driving home, and they'd be phoning me, and it's like I've left all the instructions. You don't need to phone me when I'm <laughs> when I finish work. I finish work, but but it, you know it followed you. I see. Um, yeah. So so I just went home, and got rid of all this energy, this negative energy. Oh. And, and, you know, it, it wasn't like the whole track got finished that day but it certainly got started and it was the reason why but the moment i heard it i just knew i just knew it had something and, and you know it, it probably took a good week or two to, to complete and the video was a lot further down the line as well it was still another three to six months before the video happened and, and who directed the video John? well um, you've probably heard of him before, talking to M.W. Daniels. Um, but Nikolai Cornham. Oh, uh, Nikolai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a whole back catalogue here. it's said the chronological order of things. Um, mm. But I s- ended up being in a few of Martin's films. Uh, and that's when I was introduced to Nikolai. So I'd probably done about three, four, something like that. Uh, and then, of course, I had this hammer blows track, and I just thought it'd be great to have a video. So I approached Nick. Uh, and to be quite frank and honest, the only input on that particular occasion with that video, all I saw was a man with a big hammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but Nick, Nick had more visions. Uh, and that was a good 80%, 90% Nick, and 10 to 20% me. Wow. Yeah, Nick, Nick has done,
0: uh, I would love to, look him up uh, in, uh, we'll do so. in more depth, yeah, in, in more depth, because like you said, M.W. Daniels has um, And shout-out to M.W. Martin, how are you doing out there, M.W.? Uh, um, I'll
1: see him you tomorrow. You're going to see him
0: tomorrow? Oh, tell him I said yeah. hi. Yeah, he was on I here, was, as you know, I a few weeks nice. back. He knows,
1: and uh, I'm doing another drumming session with him tomorrow. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell, give him my best. Give him my best.
1: No, uh, I will, I will.
0: But yeah, Nikol Nikolai, he uh, he's done a lot of profound work. He's uh, right uh, from from what I gather from yourself and and from uh, MW, he's out of uh, a different country, right? From from you guys, Denmark, I believe. Yeah, Denmark. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so you guys collaborated on that one, John, and uh, he, like you said, he had a Nikolai had a more of a vision of it of what uh, for the video. That's great. Uh, right.
1: I brought the and he brought the lights. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's it's a it, I really like the uh the uh the how the build the, the song builds up, you know, and as, as it as it goes along, it just you know, it gets more intense. Um, I you know, and when I just generally speaking, when I listen to your music, John, please correct me if I'm wrong, I I know you like uh the electronic genre, uh huh. Yeah, I, I, I you know, it reminds me a lot of um of, of Depeche Mode. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if, that, if that would be correct.
1: If, yeah, if that's, it, it, are there any it, kind it, of influence? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I was I was fifteen. I was working in a Saturday job uh, as a busher. Uh Well, not not the fully fledged team, but, but serving the customers in the bushes. Um, and I remember getting an album. It was called the Hit Squad or something, and it was one of them greatest hits or something, and a whole. You know, it was Kajagoogoo there, Depeche Mode, oh. um, Kajagoogoo, Culture Club, all these kind of people. Uh, and mm. I remember playing this tape in my dad's car. And the moment he said, oh, who's this? What are you listening to Depeche Mode for? I was at that age where you're rebellious. And because <laughs> my dad to mentioned Depeche Mode and it sounded like he was irritated by that, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like this group. <laughs> 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 and and oh. the following week... Uh, I went and bought construction time again so th- that was their third album at the time mm. uh their latest release as such uh and that was it yeah it stuck i've seen i've seen them about seven or eight times mm. over, over yeah there. still there i'm still following them. yeah oh they're
0: um, obviously amazing right and so yeah like when i listen to your music I, it reminds me a lot of of depeche mode and, and stuff like that uh so it going back to when you were 14 years 13 14 years old i think you mentioned uh prior to the show that uh that's when you discovered
1: your love for music am i correct yeah absolutely um my it was my mum was always singing in the kitchen always she was listening to radio 2 and all the things but the beatles Silla black these kind of people uh mm-hmm. she'd always be singing along but my dad on the other hand. It was into the tornadoes, uh, oh, okay. Charay, um, and Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. So there was all that weird, interesting music from a dad's side, and all that very straightforward, eclectic music from my mum's side. So yeah, I just grew up with it. I wasn't involved though. You weren't what? I'm sorry, no, I wasn't involved in making music or even thinking of making music. I at school. I was on the trombone, uh, trumpet, and some drums. Well, that was through orchestra, that kind of thing. Uh, art, funny enough, like drawing freehand, that kind of thing. Okay. That was the thing I was into at school. Um, Soon after school, I ended up doing a lot of writing. I, I wrote a frame, three books, actually, and some poetry. Um, that was through my 20s to the 30s. Wow, interesting.
0: Interesting. Right? So, you wrote uh, three books, you said? Not
1: published, though. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not yet. Not in yet. my loft or something. Oh, okay. Maybe one day.
0: Yeah. But so, your, it, your first love uh, sounded like it was a drawing or, or painting?
1: It, sketching, mainly drawing, but but painting, obviously, when it was at school. Um, I just didn't like the mess of painting. You're always getting your hands dirty you know but uh-huh. pencil drawing pen and ink even colour work uh, you know that was and it was always enlarging things can't explain it um, I, I'd have a comic typical A4 size say, uh, American letter I'm trying to think you, you do quarto don't you um, but it's all that size but, but I would boost it up two times the size just with my eyes just to make a poster or something Got no explanation why I do it. (laughs) When when, when I'm here now, I look look back and I don't know why I did it.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned you in the trombone. I also played the trombone in fifth and sixth grade. I have that's one regret I have, uh, John. I wish I had played, uh, continued playing uh, the trombone. You know, Mm. Uh, but I was more into sports. You know, I was I grew up as an athlete. You know. Uh, but looking back now, I wish I had never quit, you know. But, hey, you know, I was a young kid. Not and
1: late. Not too late. You get back.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not too you late. Said you said you're
1: like not being inspired. So, so yeah, you are holding yourself back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, start, you started playing the trombone and trumpet? Were those the first two instruments that you started playing?
1: Yeah, because yeah, at school, traditionally, it was always classical music being played and just typical orchestra stuff. So it was learning music, you know, and mm-hmm. reading and writing it. Um, but as you probably also know, it's a bit boring when you're following traditional stuff. And if you look back at the music, you're saying that you like me composing today, that isn't that mm-hmm. structure at all. That's mm-hmm. you just being allowed to do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And no, i know compositions.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Uh, so, so, where did you go from there, John? You started playing the trombone and the trumpet, and then how did things it begin to. Out. What's that?
1: Yeah, it all fizzled out. I just went to work. Oh, my <laughs> wanted me to go to work, earn money. You know, it was the uh, important thing.
0: And then yeah. doing
1: 15 hour days, long commutes, having about two hours sleep. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. And, yeah. And yeah. So you get lost. No, I understand. Music
0: no.
1: Didn't come back. Until two thousand and t- fifteen, really. And really, it was forty something. Yeah. No way!
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness! I here I, I had the impression that you, I mean,
1: had been doing this all along. You know, since you're, you know, I still wanted to do it. I was like you. I wanted to do it. Wanted to had had equipment. Had had instruments. They just sat there, gathering dust. Wow! Um, but we go to two thousand and thirteen. Uh. I started putting on weight and I thought I need to do something about this. Up until that point, I was one of those people with metabolism that could burn the fat off. It was fine. Mm. But then suddenly I started relaxing a bit more, less anxious. Started putting weight on and I thought, Hang on, I've got to do something here. So so I took up cycling. Uh-huh. Like a nutter. <laughs> uh-huh. A typical, uh-huh. you know, light curl and all that kind of thing. But <laughs> within within eight, to ten weeks, I'd burnt a lot of the fat off. And it was looking really good. But I kept on going for a good two years, doing a couple of tours and stuff like that. Um, and then I had a heart problem as a result of it. Wow. Yeah. So I had to stop cycling. Uh-huh. But I'd made so much time to do cycling. I thought, what am I going to do with this extra time there? And that's when the music came in.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, you're, so you've only been back at it for five years the last five years yeah so i can imagine you you based on everything so everything you've done on your youtube channel yeah is is i mean it's all been done in the last five years yes wow so you've been busy huh
1: you know (laughs) it seems like it's an odd thing but it's almost like playing catch up the music that was coming out of me once it started just soon stop. If I finished an album,
0: uh-huh. I was
1: restless straight away, and then starting on another one. Oh. It, was like, it was almost like one—I don't know—just something f- flumming into you and saying, "You, I don't know." It just took over my life. It has, it. I mean, I sit in this room. There's a family out there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Serious. Right. Um, yeah. But I would cut off, disconnect, because I'm just so busy.
0: That's interesting, John. We're we're kind of in the same. We got a parallel here because, yeah, I, I you know I, I decided to go back and and start doing, you know, creativity. Later on in life, you know, and uh, wow, you know, I got I have a family too. You know, I have a full time job, and uh, it, it, since I started it, you know, like you said, uh, it's just. And things just started evolving and going and going. And the momentum started building, and you know things are moving along. And it's it's been a fun journey. It's been a fun journey, you know. But it, that's interesting, though. What you've everything that you've done, John. I mean, you've done some really cool stuff.
1: Realizing that you don't have to live that life. We do because we all need to earn money. Mm-hmm. But that sometimes does take us away from the things we're perhaps good at. Or the thing that you're enjoying, um, and that's kind of unfair, because that means your whole life is dedicated to something else that you know you may have a talent for. The thing is, mm-hmm. there's no money in music today either. But what I've recognised, as long as you enjoy doing what you're doing, forget about the rest.
0: Uh, absolutely.
1: Do it. Do it for you. So so everything I do today, I do do it for myself first. And then it's always nice to see what happens once it gets released and see what, see how that affects people. If they like it, if they don't like it, you know,
0: I love that perspective, John, you know, you do it for yourself because you enjoy doing it from, from the heart, you know, you beat the system that way, you know,
1: you beat this. Si- yeah, <laughs> you do. do. Uh, huh. yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you never know, maybe you have a slim chance of, breaking into doing what you want to do. Remember the things I do in film now, they're expanding. More people will get to notice things there. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between doing something or not doing something. So I'd yeah. rather be doing something. Oh, no doubt. No doubt,
0: John. Hey, you know, if I can make a living doing this, John, I I wouldn't have a problem with that at all, you know, and that that's my goal. Uh, honestly, you know, I, I would love to make a living doing this. So um, uh, and I you know, I've done some acting, John, I've done I've been in the world, you know in, in that entertainment arena. Um, so it, which is another reason, you know, going again, you know, getting back into it because I love to do it and I missed it. and I'd rather say, you know, I'd rather look back at my life and say, I wish at least I tried, you know, at least I tried and I gave it a sincere effort rather than, oh, I wish I had, you know, gosh, imagine what what would have happened, you know? I, I don't want to I don't want to live like that, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean we seem to live in this world of money and yeah. money, everything. But the one fundamental thing that's more important than anything else is time. <laughs> the biggest commodity we've got. It's the only commodity we've got. That's absolutely all the time. So for every day that ticks by, that's another day gone. Yeah. You never get it back. You never get it back and remember you you can have all the money in the world but when you die that doesn't matter about your money anymore your time was more important always i've i've had million i did a little chauffeur job back in 2006 and i had a millionaire in the back of the car and he broke down and cried because at the time when i was doing that chauffeuring job i was doing four days on four days off and i was explaining to him i was doing that job because i wanted to be with my family See my children grow up. And he mm-hmm. cried in the back of the car. Cause he well, in his strive to get his million millions, mm-hmm. he, he put his family second. Mm-hmm. And he never saw his children grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: that's tough. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, John. I, I can't even imagine that, you know, you know, being uh not seeing my kids grow up, you know, that that's a huge priority in my life, you know. But you hear those stories, you know, you know, you know, money doesn't bring happiness, you know. Money's money you can't buy happiness, you know, and uh, that's a yeah, that's a good example of poor, oh, guy, look, guy misses kids. You know?
1: People with money already say that money isn't buying them happiness. Cuz even mm. when they got billions, they still haven't got enough. Now to <laughs> you and me, we would say, "Hey, you know what? This is it." But these people don't stop, they're relentless. And that's kind of worrying. Cuz you actually start to think Money is obviously addictive, and it isn't about the money anymore. Mm. But if yeah. someone who hasn't got it, five pounds or five dollars is is worth a lot. No so doubt. We, so obviously, once people have broken this realm, they don't know how to manage money. And of course, you know, you know, you probably know yourself. Then money is controlling us all because these people are very powerful. And then they've got the control, but yeah. they don't know how to control themselves.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a vicious cycle, you know. Mm. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, John. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. So, so going back to 2015, mm. right? So you're, you're putting your instruments, you're putting your instruments away, and you have this realization as to, you know, I need to do something here. Uh, in that, in that moment, John, where so what, what did you do? What was the first step you took after when you what decided, you know, well, I'm going to pursue something? I, what, yeah, what
1: happened there? I I literally did this cycle ride. I was getting prepared for the London Potential 100. It was literally two or three days away. And I'd always go out before a big sort of 100-mile cycle. you you got to. You can't just, you know do a couple of miles and then do a hundred, do a hundred. Uh, <laughs> no. So I I had this hill and I really wanted to attack it and I did. And I get some good times, uh-huh. but I come home, had to have a shower and whilst I've been in the shower, I thought I was going to die. Why is that? Curious. Cause it's this hot thing. I'd never experienced anything like it in my life. And, I, and my, pe- my family had gone away on holiday the day before And suddenly I imagined myself dying in that shower with the waters cascading down, just being, that was it. So my priority at that moment was to jump out of the shower, get dry, get dressed, and at least die with dignity. (laughs) Wow. Serious. Really? In all this going on, I didn't die, of course, but I knew there was something wrong. With no one at home, not wanting to pester people, um... And knowing I had to go to work that night, I still went to work, even though I had this heart thing. When I got to work, <laughs> they took me to the hospital. <laughs> and then wow. the hospital beat me. Yeah. That's i so I'm uh, having angiograms and all sorts of things. I uh, got uh, diagnosed with something called myocarditis. Uh, and the whole experience just said, you've got to leave a legacy for your children. Because you could literally die any day. Mm. And that was it. That was the moment. Wow. Yeah. That's,
0: I know, you're right, John. You know, you just never, no. you never know, man.
1: It's, uh... yeah. We take tomorrow for granted. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow may never come. I'm serious. You know, you may wake up today and this, I don't want to speak doom and gloom, but it's going to no, be the I... last day. But if you live like that, you're going to do. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, no, no, it, absolutely. No, you know, Johnny, just uh, just to give you an example, you, know, you hear about things happening, you just never know. And yeah, speaking of of this particular subject, you know, living life to the fullest every day because you just never know. Um, I briefly, I, I had this little experience uh, a couple months ago. Went to the river. I think I told Martin about this too um, on his when he came on here. You know, I, I, there was a a little floaty. My, my daughter's floaty went floated away into the water, into the river, and the Colorado River. You may have heard of it. You know, yeah. very yeah. big river here in the, on the West Coast in the United States. Um, I, I saw my, my wife goes, "Hey, can you go get the floaty?" So I, I, I'm I'm swimming out there about a hundred yards. And this floaty keeps going away, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. It keeps drifting and drifting. I can't seem to reach it. So at this point, I'm out into the river. I'm out a good 100 yards now, and I'm starting to get winded, you know, and so now I'm starting to realize, okay, now once I get this floaty, it's a a little $5 floaty. Is it going to hold me up? You know, I'm pretty heavy. I'm a pretty big guy, you know. And um, so I start realizing, wow, okay, so all these things are going through my head. Now they got the current going. There's boats driving uh, so I start to kind of you know panic a little bit because I'm now I'm getting tired. So I start right away, start shouting for help. The, good thing uh, the guys next to us had a, a jet ski. They came out and he was he was on it right away. And I, I grabbed the jet ski. And I was able to grab my breath, hold, you know, catch my breath. But point is, is that you know you hear about stuff like that. I have people drowning and you just never know, you know. And that, and that was just a little simple thing, you know. I, I, all I did is go out into the water grab my daughter's floaty, you know? And so, yeah, you really, moments like that, you, you realize, you know, gosh, you could just all end so, so, so abruptly. I've, I've
1: heard of the story of someone just falling over in the kitchen and hitting their head and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but and- yeah,
0: John, no, that's, that's great. So you, you decide, Hey, I'm going to, le- I want to leave a legacy. And that was the moment of inspiration for yourself.
1: That's, then, that's when it died, but I never, I never knew it was going to turn out like it has. So we just goes to show, from my perspective, fate and destiny does exist, in some ways.
0: Yeah, and you, you look, imagine John, if you had never even, you know, go back five years and you had never had that moment, it's you know, yeah,
1: yeah. What's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah. It's probably the whole one eyes to see thing, the videos, everything would not exist.
0: I'd yeah. be still cycling. <laughs> right you know we wouldn't be talking we wouldn't have been having we this conversation <laughs> right you wouldn't have ever met Martin Dan- Martin probably um, he, Hammer
1: really, yeah you're right because mine saw a crazy video I did because um, we were obviously working I don't know if you know this but we were working at the same company yeah uh, you, were, you mentioned that his music uh, and, and all sorts of things but he never talked about the films but I started a YouTube channel uh, and posted some really odd video I did with my daughter, and he saw it, and he never seen anything like it.
0: Wh- which one was it, that?
1: No, it's not there anymore. it's oh, it's, it's, not- it's removed. Oh, because <laughs> even I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he wants to see it again, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I have to get brave. <laughs> but he did. He didn't know I was that way inclined, and he saw me. And he thought, "Do you want to be in one of my films?" So that was that was that link. So he he actually saw you had never met Martin prior to that. We'd met in work. Okay, work. That's right. Music and stuff. Yeah, we guys worked together. But, but we filmed together Oh. until I posted that crazy video.
0: Now, were you aware that he was doing uh, you know filmmaking and stuff like that? No, no. That's, wow. So that, that's that's how that collaboration came about. He yeah. saw that he saw that video and and uh, yeah yeah that's uh, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. And what um, so what so what was the first thing that you you did, John? After you had that moment, um, you did that video with your I think you said with your daughter.
1: The hammer blows. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, hammer blows.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh. Hammer, hammer blows with your daughter as well. Yes, I forgot about it. But no, this other, this other crazy video. Yeah, my oh. daughter videoed it. She, she it. she was turning the phone round and round. And oh. I was pulling all sorts of different faces and, and looking like I was falling in my car. I don't know, all sorts of crazy stuff. He saw that oh. video and thought, hang on, this guy might have something. You know, he oh. obviously... It, it, it kind of, a, lot, a lot of people aren't liberated, I don't think, in life. Mm. I think a lot of people suppress themselves, hold themselves back. But I'm quite happy to just do things. Yeah, you, you kind of, uh, you, you know, that's a great point, John.
0: I, including my, you know, myself included. I, I, you know, even now when doing this podcast, there's moments where I, I, I kind of uh, suppress, you know, the, um, you know, where I kind of want to open up more, you know, and, yeah. and kind of take take a. a a leap, you know, more of a leap and something. But I'm trying. I'm trying to get to that point where, I don't hold back. I I'm going to help you. tonight <laughs> all right, all right. No, I, no, you're definitely inspired me, John. Absolutely, everything that you've done. Um, so, so, so you start collaborating with uh, with MW, and then so what? What happened next? What? What was the kind of? Uh, how did things start evolving from there?
1: Well, I mean, as a, a sort, sort of going back slightly. Um, when I decided I was going to start doing music, I I just did one track and it was called the tomb and it's on my first album called the great distraction. Um, once it was complete, I thought it it sounds like a proper track and everything, Mm -hmm. but I thought I need to test the water and I took this track to work. Uh, and there was another work colleague, Uh, And I let him listen to it and he just loved it (laughs) and I didn't think he would, but he he did. Um, And he, well, truth of the matter is he asked if he could listen to it again and then again. And I thought, no, this is, this is mad. Um, But I thought at that point, similarly, there must be something in what I'm doing for for someone to react like that. Uh, I made a crazy little video. Uh, using my my uh, yeah my mobile iPhone uh, on a train yeah well, I was making a tr- probably travelling to London or something uh, and I made a video of this tomb thing and that was the first video that went up on online as well but he kept playing it at work and then he subsequently he was playing it to all the other work colleagues <laughs> so oh. I hear about everyone listening it I mean, and then I was kind of getting a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, I know yeah, what you're talking he, about. That was it. That was the sort of beginning, but he he really inspired me to keep making more tracks. He said, he, "He said you must be able to make an album." I'm thinking, "How did I make a track?" But anyway, I um, I did. I thought, "Let's move forward," and you've just sparked something off here because mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to the next track I did, and. This track called The Tomb, mm-hmm. my daughter named it. Um, I never understood why, but some sometime later I asked her, why Why did you call it The Tomb? And she said, because you've got a book on my shelf called The Tomb. And I oh. thought, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so sad in a way. But I thought, if I go forward with tracks, maybe I should come up with a name before I do the track. Now, I'm not a religious person. Though so where I am today, I'm very spiritual, I suppose. Yeah. Life changes you. Um, but I thought growing up, my parents allowed me to think if I wanted to be religious or not, if that made sense. But there was a sort of idea in my head. So I thought the most challenging thing to do would perhaps make an audio tune about God. Now, I mean, it's really strange, but... That's what I fixated on. And so subsequently, that was the birth of the track God on The Great Distraction. But it has oh. that almighty kind of feel that you'd expect God to feel. Um, and then I realized uh, possibly this is my angle. Actually, to, to create sounds of the adjective or the, the, the word, the name. Hmm. To test the water further, the next track was lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same way. I thought can you make a visual mental image uh-huh. audible? And I don't know if you've seen the video or heard the track. Lobotomy? Yeah. My my daughter can't my daughter can't listen to it. She she has the vision in her head and she she it scares her. she, she can't listen to it, even now. Wow which isn't you know. a good thing when you're trying to attract people to listen to music <laughs> you know to actually put them off. But there are some people who like that kind of thing too. but uh-huh. that, that explains the birth of what my idea of making tracks was all about. If that makes sense. Yeah, no that's and you
0: mentioned John on um, uh, you told me before we, we the, um, in pre in pre-production. Uh, when you, you sent over your, the, the notes and stuff, that um, you prefer, uh, just you know, music without vocals, because yeah. you know, vocals, vocalists or lead singers, they might tend to lead the listener down a, a, another path, you know, that they want to lead you down. Whereas where just, it's just that when it's instrumental, the listener can go, the listener has options. Right, and I, I thought that was really uh profound, you know, because I thought, yeah, no, that's absolutely right, you know. Um, so you basically you prefer just uh instrumental over no vocals, over
1: vocals. I think what I call it is kind of mind music. Mm. Now, some of it can be aggressive, and of course, that will maybe create road rage, <laughs> <laughs> which, which you don't want to be doing, but um, <laughs> I, I have done some mellow tunes too. But the dark side actually seems to emanate and, and seems to be the better hold. Mm. Uh, and obviously it works for The Prodigy, work for Depeche Mode and such like. But both of them I... two artists are two inspirations to me. And I should add that Tangerine Dream and Roik's up too, if you can imagine a kind of culmination of all of them, they've had a sort of massive effect on me. Because Tangerine Dream is always my music. It's always taking you, like, floating off somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. But but I like my beats too much. You what? I like my beats too much. So Uh, Tangerine Dream don't usually have the aggressive, and beaty type thing, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. And and you mentioned Prodigy.
0: That's another one. Yeah, that's – I forgot about them, you know, to mention them – so yeah, they're very very profound artists to you know to be influenced by. Um, so and so going back to the the tomb, John. Now what what do you what which instruments are you playing in the tomb?
1: It's synthesizers. Um, okay. And, and then I'm using Logic Pro, so I'm sort of I have as a producer I have to add, add additions and things. Um, but the weirdest thing about the tomb. It was, it was just, it's the only track I've ever worked on that I've never had to tweak or modify at all. Really? It just sort of evolved. And it's, it has, it's got a weird sort of alien sound to it as well. But I like, that's why I like doing as well, though, dabbling and changing sounds. And you know, today with computers, you could do this.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I was
1: talking to Ulrich Schnoutz in an interview um 2018 2019 and he said the thing is today we've reached a stage where we can actually do anything we've so, reached the, the stage yeah we, we could do anything with music mm. there's literally a, such an abundance of sound and noise and in theory trying to make a new breakthrough going forward is going to be very very difficult wow yeah yeah there's that's uh yeah, that, that's a great
0: point. There's so much you can do now because of technology, right? And yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So are you still playing the trumpet and trombone in any of your work?
1: No. <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh, but but on my latest album, Voices in My Head, I did sing two or three tracks. I did actually do vocals. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So, someone said I sounded like the guy, the guy Metallica. Wow! No way! Not a lovely compliment. <laughs> and so um, things kind of moving more into rock almost. There. Wow! Wow! That's uh,
0: incredible! Incredible! And and so so you started, uh, you know, with after the you did the tomb, and then you know, hammer blows. Um,
1: and when did you start doing the acting stuff? Well, hammer blows a little bit because I'm—I am a yeah. I'm three characters in there. Uh, True. I don't know if you know that, but the the mummy one and the the thing with the wig with the hockey mask. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, the hat—that's—they're—they're they're all me. That's all you oh. are. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think so, but, but they are. That's amazing. Uh, but the next video I shot was umbilical. Which and one? That, I'm sorry. You... Uh, umbilicaled. Oh, umbilicord, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was where I worked with M.W. Daniels uh, and Nikolai uh, and introduced my friend Richard, uh, another school friend, Ian Walls, uh, one or two others, uh, and just asked Emma Dark as well to if, she, if she'd be, be interested. Though she wasn't the original lead, uh, the lead I had for Undertaker, which was the follow-up video, was the original lead. When Emma came on board, she didn't want to play someone in the background. She she wanted the lead role. Oh a really tough thing. Because the other girl, Victoria, she had this job and then I had to tell her, Sorry, um, I've got someone else. And she was so nice about it. But I, but I felt so guilty. And that's why she was used for Undertaker. Oh, I see. So she got yeah. the lead role. She did get the lead role in the next film.
0: I see. Now, and in Billicord in the in the video, are, are you the guy with the the long
1: hair and the hat? I'm the guy with the top hat and the and the long uh, black um, the long black coat. Okay, and the, and the uh, shovel
0: <laughs> as oh. I'm digging up
1: corpses. <laughs> <laughs> hang hanging out. Oh no, sorry, I'm, I'm going to the under. What am I talking about? Like, it just goes to show. I'm, all Getting blurred, sorry, in umbilical. Yeah, so I'm the guy with the top hat, the beard. Yes, I remember chemicals. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yep. okay, um, test tubes and stuff. And the lady pushing the, the baby carriage, uh, that's uh, she was she wasn't supposed to play the lead role
1: originally. No, sorry, that, that was Emma. Who She, she Emma. Did, or was supposed to play that lead role, okay, uh, but um, she she sorry, she was replaced. She replaced the woman who turned to be in the Undertaker video. It's me confusing everything now. Sorry about this. No, 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 no. I just,
0: just trying to sort it out. But so, so you and you mainly you do a lot of acting in your you
1: appear in your videos. Um, it sounds like, and you probably noticed in some of my videos, I'm quite chameleon-like. I don't uh-huh. look the same. Yeah, <laughs> I purposely did that. Yeah, so I mean, it's like when you're asking me about the, the beard and the top hat. That's why I did. In umbilical, undertaker. Sorry, was the the guy digging up the graves. Then I did zombie the following year, and then I've taken my glasses off, had a shave, put some makeup on, and looked like a zombie. <laughs> wow! And that's that's uh, a zombie.
0: Is, the, is that the, that's a short horror film, right? Zombie. That's another short one.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that at all, uh, but the the lady who shot it. She she just had this vision, and I, I just let her run with it. Wow! But I knew if I was going to be in it, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to be another character, as per usual.
0: <laughs> well, and so what, what do you enjoy most, though, John? Is it the acting? Is it the uh, the mu- producing the music? Uh, is it the uh, sh- shooting the, the the videos? Or what, what, what is it that you most? I mean, I I'm, I know you enjoy
1: it all, but is do you have a particular? Um, I, I think I think that you like. I have to. I have to say, it's still the music. Still the music. Because huh? it's. I'm in control of that more. Mm. But it, but it's even when I'm composing, I don't know what I don't know what's coming sometimes. Whereas if I'm making a film or acting a film, I I know about it. Yeah. Um, the music has, I don't know, lots of different things, but maybe I can't just physically explain it. But when it comes to the film side of things, I like shooting and editing now. I, I'm much more happy on this side of the camera. Really? People do that, you know. uh-huh. I can still do it. And, and, I, and I know I've sent you a couple of links recently um, where you've seen probably the priest video thing. That, but that was me demoing. I wanted to see what it was like to set up four cameras, have one guy in the middle, and just see what happened when it just ran. Yeah. Wow. So it's a, it was an experiment. Yeah. And so
0: talk, talk a little bit about the last confession. When did uh, you shoot
1: this? Well, this was shot recently, within the last month. Oh, my gosh. That... Uh, another MW Productions type thing. I know it's me, but we're all working together on yet another anthology. Uh-huh. So the last confession is my anthology. Sorry, my film within that anthology. But I've obviously finished mine and it's all ready to go. So I think it, and, it, and in fact, it's actually been selected to be shown in a film festival uh, next month. Oh wow! Is that right? Congratulations! Thank you. I mean, which, which film film festival? It's called Fear in the Fens. And that's in England, uh, UK. It's in sort of Norfolk, Suffolk, that neck of the woods. Okay. The the fens is a, a very flat part of the land. In fact, once upon a time, they if the sea came across the land, there's a place called Peterborough, about fifty miles north of me. And uh, that would be a coastal town. But in theory, there isn't the moment. It's about hundred miles away from the sea. <laughs> <But> that's because <laughs> of the flat, you know. Right. You can right. imagine everything going underwater there. Wow. Yeah. And, and England is a small country. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, my, my, uh,
0: by the way, my, my, uh, my wife's family is from uh, London. My, her, her grandmother, she still has cousins out in London, uh, by the does the name John Ross ring a bell for you?
1: No, I'm afraid no.
0: I'm just throwing it out there. He he's done. He's a photographer. Mm-hmm. He's worked he's worked with some big time um, performers, artists, and stuff. Anyways, but but yeah, no, I am um, a little familiar. I, I haven't been there. I'd love to go one day visit visit London. Um, you know, but he, he lives on the Thames River there, and that uh, along the Thames along the Thames river. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. But, uh, so the last confession,
1: you don't want to swim in him.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's very dangerous. Oh, I bet. Yeah. No, I don't want to be in another river like the Colorado. <laughs> well, I'm scared
1: is, of rivers now. No, they've still got rats in London and it's something to do with the rats being around the water. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's polluted. It's oh it's, it's really not a good river to swim in. Oh, but but people they they'll they'll take a boat across it, right? Yeah, well, go maybe, on a boat, but whatever you do, don't swim.
0: Don't swim in it. <laughs> don't swim I'll, in the tips. I remember that one. I remember that. But uh so going back to the last confession, John. The uh so that was directed by NW or or did you direct that? No, it was
1: me. I did the whole thing. You directed, you performed yeah, it. Directed film, acted, the whole thing. Yeah. Gosh, unbelievable. But the whole I- reason for that was because of Nikolai with the, uh, the isolation horrors. Okay. He really threw that kind of, um, thing into the, you know, the, the hat into the ring when he was asking us all to film on our phones and, and, and do something. Um, I had always wanted to see if it was possible to film an act in something. And of mm. course that's exactly what I did with my anomalous film in the in the isolation horrors. Wow. Well I
0: um I can't believe how recent that's been. I was shot uh the uh, The Last Confession. Mm. You know. And then it looks so like you threw on a little uh some type of hairpiece, right for that. And, <laughs> and yeah. No, I enjoyed that. That was yeah, and you got the priest, uh yeah, the priest
1: caller and the, the whole thing there. as and... I'm deciding I'm going to go into, do something, I usually go, fully into it. You know, yeah. I, I become I become that person. You probably noticed I had a different voice as well. Yeah, very theatrical booming voice. That's uh, very inspirational, John. Oh,
0: man, I love it. I love it. You know, you're making me just. uh yeah, you know, you're motivating me here as we as we said. Good. It's good. You know, well, I, I, finish. I want to see you making a film. <laughs> yeah. No, I told I told I told them I go I would love to audition for one of your uh, films and he told me get come out to London. If you can get yourself out to London, you know, we'll we'll see what we can do, you know. And I go, "Hey, I'm going to hold you to that," you know, and uh, we were kind of laughing, but but yeah, that's great, John. That's uh that's amazing. So how uh, the acting, as far as acting, though, um, again, you know, that was something that you just said, you know, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to just jump in and, and delve into it and see what happens.
1: I, I understand that I've got a granddad that I never met, who's very, very eccentric. Um, and there's part of me that probably thinks, you know what, I, I understand that personality and that's coming back to the earlier part of the conversation where we we're talking about being liberated. A lot of people are very self-conscious. Yeah. or They don't want to look bad ever, you know, or funny. Right. Um, but if you can dispel all that and whatever you look like, you, you can just go with, mm. then you've, you've broken a barrier. Yeah. 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 A lot of people hold themselves back. It was just, yeah, it's, it's like what you're saying. There'll be people going to acting schools, And then they'll be waiting for a job, but they don't seem to think, hang on, why don't I just do something? Why don't I do it myself? Why am I waiting for someone else? Why am I auditioning for someone else? Why don't I just do this? Oh man! And my friend Richard, which you've probably seen in a number of my videos because he's in Umbilical, uh, he's in Undertaker, uh, he's in Zombie. There's only two of us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He plays a wonderful role in Better Nails. I don't know if you've seen that one, but he's, he plays Punch, this hideous Punch character who's running around, um, I don't know, tying a woman up, <laughs> to, to like banging nails into the bed. Did you say Punch, John? Yeah, like, like Punch and Judy. He's playing like a large adult-sized Punch. Mm, okay. And he also ends up being in, uh, having a part in the isolation horrors too. Okay. And yeah. then he, he said to me, all this stuffs just inspired him. And so subsequently, um, he made a film called Carrigan's Wake last year, sorry Carrigan wakes last year. And then he asked me if I could score the film. And of course, I was happy to do that. Wow. Yeah, you guys are doing so some amazing stuff. Was, so it was exactly what you said. It was ins- I didn't know I was inspiring him, but I was. But then, because he got inspired, he did a film, and then he came back, and he wanted a soundtrack. Wow! So everything could become self-fueled. Mm-hmm. But it's good to support your friends too.
0: Of course, no, yeah, that's that's because you know it's going to come back to you, and uh, you know what's wrong. Yeah, you help each other out, help each other grow, and uh, you support each other, and it's because you're both in the same boat. You're both artists. You're both trying to maximize creativity, you know, and, um, uh, but yeah, John, it, it you, you mentioned, right. You know, you mentioned something about, um, you know, holding back, you know, going back to what we said, you know, earlier. And, uh, now when you, when you, have you found through this whole process, John, uh, I, I can imagine the growth you've, you've experienced as just as a person, right. As a human being, right. Um, do you feel like? Um, you know, have you exper- Have you had? Can you talk about any any uh, other kind of self uh, revelations about yourself or growth as a person, as a human being, that you've experienced recently in the last five years? Oh,
1: certainly. What I've noticed, <laughs> this is going to make a lot of people laugh who who watch this podcast, and it may offend others. (laughs) But what I've noticed, the music community is lovely. And people work for peanuts and do some amazing work. And everyone's supporting themselves there. When I crossed over a little bit within the film world, it's a totally different thing. It can be very pretentious, people slapping themselves on the back, slapping each other on the back. And it's kind of a bit incestual. it's something that you realise it's not half the things you're doing are not quite as big as you think. Now it may, to me, maybe I'm just a bit more grounded because I'm fifty odd now doing this. Whereas a twenty-year-old coming to something, maybe it's all, maybe it is a lot bigger. I'm not sure, mm. but when you've lived a life and could be grounded, you're not going to see that kind of side of things but i've always wanted to be grounded i've always wanted to be the same i don't look up to people and i don't look down to people everyone is equal in my opinion and i don't ever want to change that so yeah i mean mean, as i say maybe the spiritual side of things Mm -hmm. has has become more i'm much more aware of nature these days Um, you've probably seen Via Instagram of be taking all these pictures of clouds and things, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm just inspired by everything in natural things that are free. No, absolutely, I, you know, you go outside, John, and
0: you know, yeah, nature is so much. Uh, just just taking a walk outside, you know, you, you appreciate you know, uh, the trees, the leaves, you know, grass. Um, just the colors, you know, the sky, the clouds, you know, those little things. Yeah. I, I totally get it, John. I totally get it, you know? And, uh, yeah, the older I get, the, the more I start to appreciate those things as well. You know, and you start to notice those little things in, you know, in general, you know, going outside or the outdoors, you know, um, nature for sure. So, So this is, is, I mean, this has been quite a ride for you, John. It seems like, man. I mean, what, what? So what's 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 next for you? What What are your goals
1: here in the next five years? You know. Well, it's not it's not stopping. (laughs) Keep rolling. I'm I'm already on two studio albums and another soundtrack album. Uh, And as I presented to you, I have, I am in this anthology film but I'm also working with Richard in a, in a new collaboration on a new film. Wow. And, and, and this time it's a 20, 25, maybe even 30 minutes, because I'm, I'm halfway in it at the moment and it's 17 minutes, and it hasn't even kicked off really. Wow. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a lot longer than usual, Uh uh-huh. but it's to, for me, it's, it's my first proper film, but it's great to collaborate with Richard.
0: Absolutely, no, and, and I, I can imagine you're you're going to continue to collaborate with uh, Nikolai and, and M.W. and um, all the actors you've worked with already
1: thus far. You know? I, I, I think guys... we're all sort of... Um, we, there is like a little family there because we have cross-pollinated and we've had different actors in some films that have now met some of the other directors and, you know, there's there's a lot of switching around, but if you're making films, it's, you can't h- keep having the same actors in every film we make. Cause it, that, that will sort of look a little boring unless they're all like John Mills or Laurence Olivier or something like that, <laughs> Christian Bell, you know, bringing up to speed you know, different actors that can do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, I'm going to be uh, continue to, I'm going to continue to keep tabs on, on your career, John, and see we'll see where you go. It's yeah, going to be exciting. I'm excited to see where, where that's going to go. Um, so, what what advice would you have uh, for someone who who wants to break in, or you know, they they want to be creative, they want to start, um, you know, creating filmmaking, uh, specifically filmmaking filmmaking. You know, what what would you tell someone who wanted to to kind of what, what steps should they take to initiate the process?
1: Obviously, to start with, having a device that can film. But today we've got mobile phones and they are very good. You know, they've they, got good, good quality. The, the thing they won't have is stabilization. Some people are interested in, you know, gimbals. I use gimbals, but mm. in, everything's smooth and steady. Um, there is room for that. But, of course, you can also buy yourself tripods, you know, just get your mobile phone on and static. Um, Video software is obviously important, but, you know, if you can't afford the top end, obviously Mm. look at cheaper alternatives. I think you can get information on YouTube. Um, Certainly don't be scared by nothing. Just do it, you know. (laughs) Um, Storyboarding, you know, come up with an idea hopefully fresh, something different. It can be tough, you know, it almost feels like if you look at a lot of films, there's always something that replicates or seems very similar to something else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you add your touch to it, there's a good chance, you know, it can see in a different light. Um, setting Yeah. Like you said earlier, setting yourself targets, saying you're going to do it by the end of the month or the oh. end of next month and then deciding how long you're going to do it for. There's no, there's nothing dictating how long the film should be. It could be hmm. 30 seconds. Oh. The smart thing could be, how, how do you, how do you make a challenging film in 30 seconds? Yeah. You know, you, you imagine condensing a film down enough to have a start, middle and end in 30 seconds. that's a good challenge oh no doubt so that's a good start um what else definitely if you can have actors make make sure they're half decent (laughs) (laughs) you need it i mean a lot of people grow you know a lot lot of the time we'll have people who've never been in a film but you'll know yourself how many people want to be in a film loads of people want to be in a film people love it. Yeah. But has everyone got the talent? Sometimes not. But there's still, no one should be off-put by that because there's always something that someone can do. So if they don't think they're great acting and certainly vocally or learning the lines, do something in the background, like an extra. But you're still there. And then you're watching the others doing their thing. Because that, again, inspires even the people in the back. Because they're like, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. So then get the competition going. and let that person mm-hmm. grow. But then there's two people now vying for this position. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to elaborate too much of the film I've just shot. But there's a scene between two characters. And I can quite rightly tell you they're both vying for lead by pulling the other one down. And it was meant oh. to be. I mean, I had this kind of idea. Richard had this idea and we went with it and I think it worked. It, it's, you know, I wouldn't say this this particular film is a horror film as such, but it's uh, maybe a dark comedy thriller. The comedy is not meant to be, <laughs> but I've always found if you add a little bit of comedy to something, it kind of, it makes it more real. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to be serious, too serious, just doesn't come across sometimes. But if the comedy right. is too much, um, yeah, it falls apart too. It's a balance. Mm-hmm. As, long, mm-hmm. as long as when you get to film a set as well, it's a day that everyone's going to enjoy. It's a day out. You know, food and drink, maybe a beer afterwards. You know, I make, make the whole thing an experience. Ever, ever since I've done work with Martin and myself, I've just carried that through. There's always be mm. beers afterwards. Is <laughs> it's you know, a social. Yeah, he mentioned the uh,
0: he likes to go out and grab a beer. Yeah, I enjoy that too. Just to go out and just sit somewhere, have a cold beer. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that's great. And making it an experience. And John, what is? How did you overcome? I don't know. If, uh, maybe it was fear, but maybe that suppression you were talking about. You know, what is it that you did? To overcome like holding back, uh, if, if if you ever had that uh, issue, you know, just where, what can someone do to just go for it, you know, to break through it, break through that barrier of, of holding back and seeming, you know, how we hold ourselves back as human beings?
1: What's well, one thing I, I, that you did? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, no one wants to have a life threatening or, you know, sort of circumstance thinking they're going to die. But, Obviously, I kind of was in that realm, and that does change you. It, it would change anyone. But it, it is nice to convey the fact. Just have a brief moment of thinking: what What if you die tomorrow, but you've left nothing, and you didn't do anything you wanted to do? So maybe that's the best piece of advice, in a way. Yeah. Because is you know, I, I had a little brief moment. I t- told you about the religion thing. I wondered if I was going to become a hypocrite. I wondered if I was going to have that flashback and think, yeah, I am dying. Now now I've got to regret some of the things I've done in my life, or am I happy that everything's come together? Um, Lots of things swimming in your head at that moment. Wow. yeah. I should also point out, if it's okay, to talk back on the networking as well. And now that helps. Oh, please, yes. Yeah, coming down to 2016, I've done that album. I've put some music out. Uh, great DJ. Now, his name is Chris Watts. He runs a radio show on a Wednesday night. It's called In the Moog. <laughs> he hasn't asked me to do this, by the way, but, but, he, but he's deserved. <laughs> um, but he played a lot of my music in the early days. And Hammer Blows was put on the map because of him. He played oh. Hammer Blows that night. And he had the editor of a magazine called Electronic Sound that night, listening in on the radio, and being interviewed later. And somewhere in that conversation, he brought up Hammerblows. Mm-hmm. And if Hammerblows hadn't been played that night, it would never have been talked about. And then for four consecutive years, uh, I had little, small reviews in the Electronic Sound magazine, and that was you know lovely. because uh-huh. then people do actually think you're serious, that you're semi-professional, at least. I mean, I've never aspired to being any of that. I mean, uh, it's nice of you to use a credit me with all these titles earlier, but I don't really see myself as a filmmaker or a musician or these things. I just think I'm an ordinary guy just doing things. Oh. Uh, you know what?
0: When you said that, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, comedian Bernie Mac are you from, does that ring a bell for you? I've heard the name. Yeah, Bernie Mac. He's a African American guy. Rest in peace. A huge comedian out here, but he said that I'm just an ordinary guy, do with an extraordinary job. This is what he. I read that once, and I remember, uh, you know, that really struck a chord with me. You know, he was, yeah, because we're all just human beings. You know,
1: we're all just people. I'm very fortunate to, like I was talking to you earlier about doing some interviews. So I've been very fortunate to interview some artists that are well-known. You know, high-fived Grace Jones uh, when she was topless, for God's sake. I mean, (laughs) who who could say that? That's true. Um, But I've met Gary Newman, had a little chat with him. As I said, done some interviews with Tangerine Dream, some other maybe lesser-known electronic artists in the country, uh, but like Ian Boddy, Andy Pickford. David Bryant, I've dropped i dropped names. they I think they're important people. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, with me growing up, these were these are big names for me. So again, to interview them was lovely. Yeah. Um, but they're all the same. They all want to be treated the same. They they don't want to be put on the pedestals. So somehow the system or people put them there. Mm. But when you talk to them, they are normal. They're just yeah. I know, right? Yeah, we you know,
0: well, you know, the media portrays a certain thing, and and then people become fascinated with celebrity and and, you know, the whole fame thing, and and, you know, this whole thing. We 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 create this. uh, It's almost like an illusion, right? Like like they're not even like as as if they're not even human or something,
1: you know? Yes, they're trying to make them. I mean, in a kind of way, I suppose it's how I view. I don't want to talk politics, but I suppose in a way it's America has built some of the super villains, you know, from Marvel comics, but they've, they've become real. Yeah. As S- Saddam Hussein, um, Osama bin Laden, Gaddafi, but it's almost they've replicated these kind of doctors, Dr. Evil or, or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? So yeah. I, I just don't know if, if it is. Well, look, my first album was called The Great Distraction. And it was called that for a reason, hmm. so I think I had a hint right at the beginning that it, that maybe I'd take a different approach into all of this, and stay yeah. that way all the way through. And and uh, so it, it, you mentioned a
0: couple of days ago, you told me that you were filming Flowers for the Dead, yes, right? Which is uh, so. What what is tell us a little bit about that? What is your role in in, in Flowers for the
1: Dead? Well, I. I I've helped write it. This is a collaboration with Richard. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's very good at wanting to suppress information. And I've got to respect him as it's a collaboration to not tell too much. So I'm going to resist. <laughs> and I'm going to hold back a little bit with telling who's in it. Okay. Um, he is in it. <laughs> he he doesn't <laughs> like, does like a sport of acting. Um, but I was behind the camera. Uh, oh. Okay. I was directing. Uh, I've done a soundtrack to it and uh, as I say I'm in the process of editing but it's going very well and and, and Uh,
0: when is when is the estimated time for completion and
1: release when I finish the edit (laughs) (laughs) but but could be next week the edit edit could be finished oh okay as fast as Nick. Nick Nick will shoot a film and edit the following day it's done boom Wow. 10 or 15 minutes is he's, he's, he's superb. Jeez. But I've got to give him credit because I've always watched him at work. I like what he does. I've never asked him questions about what he does, but he certainly inspired me. And, I, and I've learned a lot from that guy. Right. Nikolai? He, he, he gave me wonderful compliment last year when I did my Hangman 2 video. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it was about it, but I think it was a turning point to me too. I was starting to get slightly better at the filming, realizing I could do it myself. Wow,
0: that's amazing, amazing man. Yeah, John, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna continue to follow you, um, your career, and what 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 things uh, are gonna come your way because.
1: What's what you've done so far is just astounding, just astounding on this last album. I've just collaborated with two, three different singers and things. I never thought I was going to go down that route, but they're amazing people. And then they get what you're doing. Then they have their own twist or spin. Mm -hmm. And the group did see a yellow or did see yellow. They're amazing. They are like sheer rock. And them adding to my dynamic is making some really strong, powerful songs. Um, but again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong. I think she's called Irene or Irene or something. Uh-huh. I really apologize to her for getting it wrong. Um, but she's just done a wonderful vocal to a song uh, that I've done called "Woman in Woman in Black." Mm. It's just a sheer emotional song, and she's just added. Something like almost Cape Bush esque to it, Un- unbelievable, and it's very, very emotional. Very, very We're, proud of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, of course, of course. Um, but John, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you um, real quick. What was the? Uh, I Oh, where, your 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 upcoming collaboration with Mo, uh, with Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, where do you typically do you release it onto where, uh, uh,
1: YouTube? Do you oh. post it on YouTube? Or, or how do you release it? How do you go about it? <laughs> You're making me laugh here. Because <laughs> I've already mentioned his film, Carrigan Wakes. He filmed last year. Now, he still hasn't released that film anywhere. It's, it's gone to a few festivals, mm-hmm. but it still hasn't been released. And I think up to this point, there's still two or three people who are in the film who still haven't seen it. Oh, wow. Richard is adding a different dimension or element, if you like, to me. I am extremely impulsive. And that <laughs> isn't always a good thing. Because that means it does go to YouTube within days. Uh, may or may not do anything. Um, but perhaps there is a an art in building tension and, mm-hmm. and promoting. Uh, and I think we just got a different approach for sure and he could I mean I don't want to hold this film back for five years (laughs) what's going on at the moment but I do think he can restrain my impulsiveness and somewhere in there there's going to be horribly hopefully some horribly hopefully some kind of good balance Mm. because I'll probably still push to say look Richard we've had this film for two and a half years you know what we're doing with it (laughs) Whereas he may say, all right, then, but I don't know where it's going. Um, There's something about it that could send it differently, you know, put put it somewhere else. Hmm. The the thing is, it's what you were saying earlier, it's it's also growth. I think we're getting better at what we're doing. And I'm not saying YouTube cheapens it, but is it worth taking the extra steps to go just a little bit further? and letting a different audience see it, perhaps. No doubt. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, yeah, is, man. I'll end up staying away from the festivals because I've still a little bit done with the pretentiousness. <laughs> oh, there you go. I think he, like, I think he likes that. <laughs> I'll let him go oh, for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, you never know. You might just... You know, get the itch and, and, and uh, just go with the experience, I guess, you know, you never
1: know. The fruits of your labor. Uh, you know, Umbilical was shown in a film festival, uh, a horror festival in London uh, two years back. Very, very chuffed about that. Um, they gave an experience where, you, where your film was shown on a London cinema. Uh, and nine months later, I got interviewed by Billy Chainsaw uh, in front of an audience. Oh, um, they are elevating experiences, um, and, and you know the, uh, the Billy Chainsaw interview. It, it it was it was full of laughter. You know, I changed everything around, mm. made sure that the audience were laughing. You know, it's that was the important thing: driving something positive, making people laugh, entertaining. Yeah, of course, um, but I don't want to sort. Of Buy into something, um, I feel is just a little bit fake. I, I don't know if you've ever gone to a film festival. Um, no. well, go to one, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see what you think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, John. It's not, not I want to stay really... All
1: I'm saying is, I want to stay grounded and I want to stay true, I want to be genuine, uh, and I want to continue doing what I'm doing. And I don't expect anything back. Gotcha. But I, I, I will, like I've done earlier, thank the people who have done some wonderful support uh, and helped me at the same time because they've had no reason to. Well, I don't think so, and I would never like anyone to just. I don't know. You know, so some, some it's, it's it's very surprising how humbling, it, some, some some of these situations are. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know if you're. Familiar with Tangerine Dream in any, any sense, but I in 2012 I met Johann Schmolling or Johannes Schmolling, uh-huh. he was in the group late 70s, early 80s. Uh, he went off to do solo work too. I mm. could tell the music he was adding to Tangerine Dream in that time. To meet him in Budapest in front of me, shake hands. Um, I just remember the first thing I said to him you're a legend, because he was to me. Wow. But i have never yeah. seen someone shrink back and look so humble. Now, at the time, I didn't really understand it. I just thought, no, I don't understand it again. I said, no, you're a legend. A few years later, people are saying things like that to me, and not the legend thing, but saying <laughs> lovely things about the music. Uh, and then I understood where he was at, if that makes sense. Mm. So we just go show sometimes other things in your life, do come back and I did relate to that well you know I think it,
0: it, when you reach success when you have a success in any facet of life you know it's humbling and people tell you people tell you you know how good you are you know and people appreciate that you know but I, I think it's a great feeling I think it's a great feeling John because you know, you enjoy the you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know, at that point, I mean, not not that you, you know you, you do again you do it for yourself, but it, it there's definitely um, a sense of uh, you know you get that warm and fuzzy feeling in, inside when someone tells you, hey man, great job, which whatever what you're doing is is amazing. You know, they're when you you're acknowledged and you're recognized, it's, it's a great feeling as well. You know, I I think
1: uh, so. It's it's, I, being, it's definitely being. It's better than being told what you're doing is complete rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you doing, oh, yeah. man? no, you know. of course, of course, no, no, no,
0: yeah, absolutely, man. That's uh no. That's, I
1: mean, it,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it, the support slightly minimal, without bigging people up, keep keeps you keeps that groundedness. Yeah, and I think that. I do I just think it's that if you if you start wanting to to have all these likes and loves I don't know I don't know what type of person you are to want that even does that make sense yeah yes because I'm happy to do what I do mm-hmm. and it's nice to be you know, to have some sort of as you get older, you start losing your words. <laughs> but but well, I was going to say... But you're not expecting anything back when you, when you, with what really you're doing, no. That, John? No, I mean, I just don't want big words, if that makes sense. Because I still don't feel that. I don't feel like that. And I don't think I'm worthy of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just doing what I'm doing and just enjoying what I'm doing. And if people are entertained uh, and like the music, like the films, anything... Yeah, that'll do me, but don't go overboard, <laughs> just right? Don't make me into a rock god or, or 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 some wonderful film actor or director or. <laughs> I couldn't take that, honest. Yeah,
0: no, but in, but the, in this day and age, though, so John, I think you know, you, with technology, with all these tools available to anybody, right, to everybody, uh, you know, you have all these filmmakers, you have musicians, you have just. I mean, infinite amount of, of people doing stuff, creating art, you know? Um, but I think when, with that being said, when you can create something that's no, noteworthy and that stands out uh, amongst the millions that are trying to do something out there, I mean, there's something to be said for that, you know? So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I hear you're a very humble man. You're, you know, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it with any, expecting anything back, uh, so that's what I'm saying. And I think when, when you can be recognized, it's just a cherry on top. You know, it's just uh, it's all gravy when, when you're acknowledged.
1: You know, so I, I, I tell you where I get my biggest pleasure by inspiring people. So if people say it's inspired them, that that's that's the thing that makes me the most happy. What what, what is it, John? I'm so sorry. Can you repeat? That's that? okay. I said it's just when people say that. It, They've been inspired by me. Oh, that's the thing that makes me the most happy. That that's a huge, huge compliment.
0: Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt about that. You know, again, because, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're, we're because you're creating something, whatever it is that you're creating, can uh, motivate somebody else to want to do what you're doing. I think that's that's a because you know you're doing something right. Then I think you know you're doing it right. And you know it's 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 touching the
1: audience. You know it's 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 meaningful to the audience. It, it's uh, utilizing time. Using t- utilizing time, right? You mentioned it yourself. I'm am still doing a full time job. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I'm trying trying to get to retirement, as we all are. But then you're probably too late. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. find time. Find time. You know, use it. Time is crucial. No doubt. John. Absolutely, John. John, this has been an ex- ex-
0: uh, outstanding ex- experience conversation for myself. Um, before you ju- before you go, where, where can the um, the viewers and the listeners see all of your work? Go ahead and, and plug. Uh, <laughs> you know, we <laughs> mentioned I'm the YouTube I'm stuff really already.
1: Useless. <laughs> totally what? useless. Uh it looks like my name is on the yeah. camera, one I to see thing. Um, there is a one I to see. .com website. It does have all the little buttons or whatever they're called that takes you to places. Some of the <laughs> sites now are a bit crashed. Um, I think it's something like Wiggle or whatever it's called, and it's I don't use it. it's, 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 it's but but I'm on YouTube, I'm on Spotify. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp. Um, if people are aware of these particular websites and Twitter and Instagram, um, okay. it might occasionally be a variation of a one i to see where it's an underscore before the one i to see. That's because somebody else going there before me. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh. Um, but as you see, it's must be one of the easiest phonetic kind of names you can come up with. In fact, if you put one eye to see on Google, it comes up about seven, yeah, on seven pages. Really, You're, you'll find me. You will find <laughs> me, and I've never what? paid Google for anything. And Google, don't take me off because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like that. What I like that uh, title. Well, that's when because I... of this. I've never been. Able... This is a lazy eye here. Hmm. So, I've never seen it properly out of this eye. Oh, wow. One eye to see is true (laughs) again. Oh, okay. But but as I discussed with you, having children, um, I wanted to be so hip and trendy. And I thought maybe this number alphabet combination would be a bit more funky. So, I was trying to be hip and trendy. Oh, okay. And there isn't another one eye to see out there. So, no, I like it. I, I, it's, it, it works. That's very Well, com, coming to think of it, the, the, the other advice, check that name out before you kick off. Because mm. I, I I, I've got some other friends in, in a group called Ix. Now, if I say Ix you, how do you think that's spelled? XU? It's uh, spelled I would... IX, as in nine in Roman numerals. If you put that in Google, it's lost. They, they they do regret the name they come up with. They thought it was a clever name, but it's not as clever as they thought because they they don't get found. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So if you're going to come up with an actor name or a director name or something, tapping your pseudonym first in Google and see what comes up or what doesn't come up. So at least going forward if anyone's ever checking you out they'll find you by your name. Right. Right, okay, yeah. That's a good piece of advice. You got to you got to
0: make sure you're 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 original, right? I mean
1: make sure you're original.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, no. I like that
1: one I to see. I, that's uh very clever. You I know, mean, everything about this show. Since you contact me said and we contacted each other um, mm. just thank you very much thank you for this opportunity oh no
0: you're welcome john you're welcome back anytime um, I would love to have you back in the future you know after you've you released some of these uh upcoming projects and see where where you're at and what's going on and um, man I would love to get nikolai on here too maybe I can uh, whatever we'll work with him
1: Whatever word. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So um, he may go a bit vacant. <laughs> go a big what? A big what? He may go vacant. So, sometimes he, t- he doesn't know if you're talking to him or not. <laughs> oh, really? Oh he's, oh, he's a very interesting guy, and he oh. knows so much about film. If you visit his home, he's just got racks of books, and it's all about film. Just wow. amazing. His, his knowledge. And his credentials you know I, i'm i will tell you now i'm literally no one i've uh, i haven't gone to college or university to this uh but he has i think i, I think he's got uh, uh, you know accreditations and all sorts so, does, yeah, he he's, in, he'll, 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 does he live in the uk he does he lives in london yeah oh wow mm. funny That's enough cool. he came he came from denmark to london because he was starstruck he wanted, he wanted. to go to all the theaters, yeah, wow. and, and meet some of the actors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Love oh, he's got a big. He's got a big history. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look him up.
1: Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll get him on here. Who knows? You know. Well, I'm seeing Martin tomorrow, as I said. Um, we'll have a word together to say like, let's get Nikolai to get in contact with you.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be great. I appreciate it, John. And like I said, say hi to Martin for me and um, you know, give him my best. Oh. but uh, it's been a pleasure, absolutely, John, you're, like I said we'll we'll get you back in this in, in the in the future. Uh, good luck with all of your uh, endeavors, all your projects. I know you're gonna you're gonna break a leg on all of them and uh, continue to do your thing. thank you so much for being an inspiration to me and um, wow. You know, I I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everything you've done. So thanks again. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have Mr. John Whitaker out of London, England, United Kingdom. Uh, Go check him out on YouTube. One eye to see at the way you see it spelled there on the the screen. Um, You can see his all his a lot of his work on his YouTube channel, follow him on Instagram, on Twitter. And, um, you know, what an inspiration, what an inspiration he is. Um, I'm sure uh, you'll guarantee you'll like what he's, what he's done, everything that he's, he's, he's done, um, you know, his, his music, his films, his videos, and what he will continue to do. So check him out. Uh, Don't forget for, you know, to, con to subscribe here to our, our channel, um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, rate and review, give us the five stars, and uh, like, comment, share. I love interacting with the audience, with the viewers out there. Uh, that's always, uh, you know, for me, that's super important. So let's continue to, to uh, interact and communicate and um, go forward. So thanks again for everyone who, who's tuning in. On, on our uh, recording here on YouTube, Profile Pod TV. I look forward to our next episode next week. And uh, you guys, everybody take care out there. Stay safe. For John Whitaker, I'm Andy Anatomical, aka Double A, for Profile pot TV. I will see you once again next week, guys. So always remember to take it easy.